What are we talking about on the Grow Your Damn Business podcast? We're talking about business, specifically your business. Is it growing or are you stuck? How painful is that growth? Is it running you or are you running it? Are you working in your business or on your business? On the Grow Your Damn Business podcast, we explore these questions and much more. Expect a lively, spirited discussion about what it takes to grow your damn business. And now, on to the episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Grow Your Damn Business podcast. I'm your host, Scott Goodrich, and with me today is Joe Meyer. Joe is the CEO and founder of ExecThread, and we're talking to him from Westchester, New York. Joe, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Scott. No, it's great to have you. Appreciate it. Uh, Joe, you come to us with uh, quite a background, quite a history of uh, entrepreneurialism and starting up organizations. Uh, Why don't you just give us uh, your bio, your background a little bit before we get into some of the questions that uh, we'll we'll walk through and talk about your journey. Yeah, I'm currently the founder and CEO of ExecThread, which is a uh, platform that enables executives and uh, aspiring executives to gain access to uh, career opportunities that are not typically posted on job boards. Um, so helps them tap into the hidden job market. Um, and as you can imagine, there's a decent amount of demand for that. Um, been at it since uh, around 2016. Um, but prior to that, I was at Apple by way of an acquisition. Uh, I was CEO of a mapping and navigation app called HopStop um, around uh, 10 years ago. And um, that was acquired by Apple. Prior to that, I was with AOL by way of an acquisition as well. I ran revenue for a large contextual ad network startup called Quigo, which was acquired by AOL. So I guess my last two ventures were successful in the sense yes, of being acquired so. by, by, by large uh, corporates. Um, and prior to that, I was a GM at eBay and an EIR at a venture capital firm um, in Silicon Valley. Oh, and thanks for sharing that. And I did get a chance to notice and just looking at the background, it's been a mix. You had a couple of stints with large organizations, right? Even going back to Pricewaterhouse, right? Way, way back when, and, and then mm-hmm. obviously a couple of acquisitions. So, so you've got this entrepreneurialism thing, this gene going on. It's what we like to talk about with our guests. So where does that come from? Is, is that in you? Is that something from family, from upbringing? Just tell me a little bit about where your entrepreneurialism comes from. Yeah, I mean, uh, I had my dad, not my, no, my parents weren't entrepreneurs uh, by any stretch. Um, but, you know, my dad, you know, was re-engineered out of jobs twice during his career at the executive level. And uh, and that had a profound impact on me. I was the youngest of, of all the children in the family. And I saw what sort of impact that had on him. And you know, maybe not at the time, I didn't realize it, but I think I made a decision pretty early on that I wasn't going to let my career be uh, determined by other people. Uh, I was going to kind of chart my own course and, uh, and, uh, and not, you know, work for the man. Yeah. Yeah. And it's funny how that imprint happens, even if you don't know it's happening, right? It, 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 it was, it's, was an out, 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 that sort of thing. We look back over time and say, oh, I guess I was doing stuff like that. Or that hit me then, you know, when, when you're at this stage, yeah. you've done it a couple of times successfully. It's like, come back around. It's like, oh, this is kind of, kind of hit me later in life. That, that, that was a formative time for me. Um, so, so let's talk about exec thread a little bit. Um, 
just talk to me about the genesis of the idea, so, sort of what got you started here in, in thinking about this. And uh, then, then I got a couple of questions sort of about the journey to, to where you are now almost uh, eight years later. Yeah, I mean, uh, as you can imagine from looking at my background, I had been approached by executive recruiters a decent amount, especially, you know, uh, you know, making my way to bigger companies through successful exits. Um, you know, I had brands and titles on my background that executive recruiters would prone to be, you know, looking for. Sure. And, uh, and I was never really interested in any of the jobs that they were approaching me for. I was more interested in the jobs that they weren't telling me about and the ones that I couldn't find on my own. Meaning, you know, I suspected for every job I was being approached for by an executive recruiter, there were thousands, if not multiple thousands that I could have been approached for, but wasn't being approached for by other executive recruiters, but I had no way to access them. So that kind of was my light bulb moment where I said, you know what, uh, I bet, you know, other executives would want to gain access to career opportunities that aren't found on job boards. Um, or on career websites. And uh, if I could solve that problem, I think there would be a good amount of demand. And I think I could probably build a pretty big community around that, which which we have. So Yeah. What, how big is the community <clears throat> now? What are you up to in terms of community members now? It, 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 it'll, if all goes well, it'll hit a million by the end of this year. That's just fa- fantastic. Um, so that's all, all the good stuff. Uh, has there been, or can you talk about a, a bit of an oh shit moment or a moment that uh, happened along the way where like, okay, I had this idea, we're going down that path, but uh, here comes a, a left turn I was not expecting. Yeah. You know what? Uh, there's too many to even talk about. Um, and I, and I don't say that facetiously. Uh, we're right. going through one right now to be quite, be quite honest. Um, you know, there, there's been multiple potholes uh, and uh, scary moments along the way. Uh, but the same held true for my last startup and the startup before that. Um, you know, the key is to uh, be truthful to yourself that you're working on something that is needed and uh, has true demand and, and has true viability. Uh, and if you um, if you can answer yes to those questions, then that helps you get through the the potholes and the and the twists and turns in the road because uh, you know they're hard to overcome. Some of them, uh, yeah. some of them are very hard to overcome and, uh, you need perseverance and persistence to be able to do it. And you need a good reason to be persistent. Is there someone or something that you go back to whenever you've been faced with those, whether it was with exec thread or, or in, in prior endeavors? Yeah. I mean, I think our past experiences influence our current behavior, right? So, uh, you know, another past experience of mine is, I played college baseball and I was, uh, you know, uh, I, I did not, uh, finish all four years of playing college baseball because I, you know, uh, had other, uh, conflicting priorities that weren't constructive. Um, and, and, uh, and in any event, my, my point here is that I, I left the team after two years and I have regrets about that. And, I gave up on that prematurely and too early. And it's one of the, the regrets I have about, you know, my past. And I'm sure that influences me in terms of not giving up on things and sure. not having regrets and, uh, you know, persisting and plowing through things, even in difficult and challenging times. 
Yeah, I think as small business owners, and, and now you're working on what I'd call maybe big business owner as, as you've gone through your career, that, that, that is going to happen. It, it can be the hardest thing because it can be a little lonely at times. Um, I love the comparison, actually, to baseball, um, which is a game of failure. My son played some college baseball and uh, you know went, went through moments and experienced all the failure that every baseball player goes through, right? Any, any sport where you're successful, um, where you fail more often than not. <laughs> it's one thing. I'm, I'm a golfer. I yeah. get the same thing, right? Th- those are the types of things that well, you, you've got to call back upon uh, when, when it, when it does, does feel rough. Uh, but uh, you know, nothing worth, doesn't, nothing worth doing doesn't come without a little bit of challenge along the way. Right. I mean, that's gotta be something that yeah, sticks it, in your head it, time and again. Yeah. And the reality is, is if it was easy, everyone would do it. And um, you know, uh, there's, <laughs> I don't think, most non-founders, non-entrepreneurs can fathom how challenging and difficult it is to to start a company, uh, grow a company, scale a company, and overcome all the obstacles and, and challenges along the way. Um, you know, you, you have to almost go through it to realize it. And the reality is, is that um, the challenges are coming. You know they're coming, especially if you've been through it before. You, you know the the, the potholes are coming. You, you know that some of them are going to be deep potholes. Um, and you know, some of them are going to be company, you know, challenging uh, company, you know, risky, you know, risking potholes. Yeah. Um, but, you know, the fact that, you know, they're, they're coming is half the battle. Um, how to persist through them is not easy uh, and not for everyone. And, um, you know, you have to have pretty thick skin to do this. On the Grow Your Damn Business podcast, we talk with entrepreneurs about their journeys, the ups, the downs, and everything in between. Growth never happens in a straight line. How do business owners overcome those moments when they hit a ceiling, feel stuck, and are trying to work through it? Are they spending their time working on their business or in their business? On the Grow Your Damn Business podcast, we explore these questions and much more. Expect a lively, spirited discussion about what it takes to succeed as an entrepreneur and grow your damn business. Can can you walk us through one of those... uh, potholes that you were describing a little bit earlier and one that, that uh, happened with executive that you overcame and just kind of give us a little bit of a background around what, what the issue was and, and how you overcame it. Yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll just talk about a few of them at a high level just because okay. I don't want to like go into too much gory detail, but um, you know uh, um, so, you know, we, we've had a couple of near death experiences in terms of, you know, not figuring out how to, you know, make the cash register ring to, right cover the expenses. Um, you know, we've had to do a few things along the way to extend runway and to reorg and, <clears throat> and you know, fight to live in another day. Um, you know, we've uh, come close to, if not have lost our greatest source of uh, user acquisition, um, you know, and, and that is a persistent ongoing challenge. Um, you know, we were caught up in that SVB, uh, okay. you know, Silicon okay. Valley Bank, uh, you know, situation that, you know, looked rather dire there for a while. Um, uh, you know, we've lost, you know, key employees along the way that we've had to overcome. Um, and I'm kind of sugarcoating some of this. I'm kind of crossing <laughs> well, over yeah, it. And, and uh, sometimes uh, the devil's in those gory details as, as you walk through and then learning from them. But if you could, you know, just point to something, it's like, okay, every time x has happened uh, yeah i go here this is where i, I go i can yeah. come back and get grounded to to this thing or or to this memory or or to this technique yeah and i think the uh 
I think the challenge as an entrepreneur is to not fall in love with your your baby too much, be, you know, and think your your baby's a, a shiny object because, you know, that might cloud your judgment. And you know, I'm always trying to check myself at the door to make sure that I'm not, uh, you know, that I'm being as pragmatic and, um, you know, uh, wise as possible. And in, in mm-hmm. terms of you know whether persisting and persevering through challenges is uh, the smartest thing I could do or the dumbest thing I can do. Um, you know, my, my litmus test is, is, you know, if there's still very strong engagement on your platform and strong user, uh, interest and feedback and, uh, uh, activity, um, you know, that's probably the greatest litmus test. That means you should keep going and figure out how to overcome challenges that, you know, some are in your direct control and most aren't. Um, so all you can do is what you can do. Well, and there's got to be some inspiration that does just come from the membership, right? Because your membership is going through challenges sometimes, just depending on where they are, right? If they're in active search mode or you know, just, you know, what they're, what they're going through. So do you pull anything from the membership or is that a source for you of uh, that push to move forward? Yeah, I mean, I, I had a very large community that I, I ran at my last company, Hopstop, which was acquired by Apple too, a much larger one than this one. And, mm-hmm. and you know, the positive reactions you get from your users is is all fine and dandy and it's, it's you know, encouraging, but it's, it's kind of that negative feedback that is most helpful because if people didn't care enough to give you negative feedback, then they wouldn't want you to succeed, right? right. Yep. Uh, you know, if, if, you know, the fact that they take time out of their day to tell you what you could do better or differently. Um, I view as a positive, even if it's not always worded uh, very positively. Um, but yeah, I mean, the, 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 the feedback and the engagement by our member base is very encouraging. The fact that we send out over a million emails a week right now, and we get around, you know, no less than a half a million, if not six to 700,000 of them get opened. Uh, you know, that's pretty crazy. That's yeah. telling me that, you know, a lot of people want our content and what we have to offer. You know, so yeah, I mean, I, I guess some of that's in the back of my mind when we're going through challenges, but, uh, you know, uh, for me, I think it's more about, um, to be quite honest, uh, 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 it's almost like a puzzle, you know, it's like, uh, how am I going to figure out this puzzle? Uh, yeah. and I'm not going to give up until I do. Um, you know, it's kind of a Rubik's cube where, you know, uh, there is a, there is a way to get through this. I just don't know what it is right now, or I might not know what it is tomorrow or next week, but, but I, I, I'll get through it, you know? Um, yeah. Well, hey, look, and, and to the credit, I, you know, I'm a member and, and receive the email. So I'm, I'm one of those 600,000 open them on a, on a weekly basis or 700,000. And, and it's, it's just great to see in there, the content that you're sharing, it's both, um, pertinent to, to where we are today, right? So, so you're hitting on that, but but it's also quite personal. I mean, you, you've taken to sharing some of your personal uh, challenges, triumphs, and just what you're, what's going on with you, with your membership. Uh, wh- where does that come from? Just, just g- given of yourself in that way so others yeah. can see into Joe, right? There is that connection that happens uh, through yeah. what you're sharing. Yeah, it comes from a couple of things. The roots and origins of ExecThread were from me starting the company through Gmail and, and, you know, uh, communicating with a, a couple of dozen peers, Okay, you know, we were just job sharing, jo- sharing jobs with one another. And I would be the person that would 
uh, aggregate them all and share them all. And I would send them out via email. Um, so that's the origins of the company, which is just Joe sending out an email to peers, letting them know about jobs. And, okay. you know, that's expanded from a couple of dozen to now a million. Um, uh, so it's, it's there from the get-go, but also, you know, it's intentional too. Um, you know, it, it's intended to create a personality behind the brand. It's intended to create trust uh, and instill trust. It's intended to put a name and a face behind the brand, um, you know, in a category where there's, you know, a lot of skepticism, yeah. um, I would say. And also, um, you know, I occasionally subscribe to the newsletters or emails of the big job boards, whether it's ZipRecruiter or CareerBuilder or LinkedIn or whatever. And, you know, I get the jobs from those big platforms and, and they're boring emails. They're just emails where you open it up and it's just a list of jobs. Yeah. I actually looked at one today and it's just like, you know, I know you're trying to personalize it to me based on like the jobs in it, but like, it's so boring and it's so stale and it's so computer generated where I want somebody to open up this exec thread email and uh, yes, you know, open it up and, and opt into it for the jobs, but I don't want to just hit you over the head with jobs. And I also don't want to create content like everyone else does. Oh, how to write the perfect resume or how to, you know, dress up your LinkedIn profile or how to interview tips and all that. I want it to be interesting, insightful. I want it to be relevant. I want it to be topical. Uh, I want it to be, you know, uh, interesting. Um, and I want it to, I want everyone to feel like that, you know, I'm writing to them. Um, yeah. Well, and, and no matter where you are. And, 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 by, and by the way, the other yeah. thing I would say is I don't have anyone telling me what I can and can't do. I don't have a, a <laughs> boss right. saying, oh, you shouldn't do that or, or that's not kosher or that's not, you know, that's not a, you know, professional. It's like, you know what, like, you know, <laughs> I can determine what is appropriate and what's yeah. not. I don't need someone else to tell me. Well, it's so funny that you mentioned that. Actually, I'm going to just follow up on that. I was I was in a conversation yesterday with uh, some folks that that do what I do and helping companies run on EOS and and launch it. But we we got into just talking about many of us have come from corporate backgrounds or larger company backgrounds and then have ventured into this world of running your own business, uh, wh whether it's a busy franchise, something you've built, whatever. but you know, you go through these, these, this journey in life and, and make these changes and, and just the two things couldn't be more far afield. There, there may be a couple lessons that come back and forth, but at the end of the day, running your own show and doing your own thing is just so widely different than, than being part of a larger organization. Um, and, and just, you've got to have that mindset and that approach. If, if you don't realize that, and I think you said it spot on. Like, no one's telling me what to do. I got to go with what what I know to be right or what I want to say or what what matters to me at the moment. And and that's what makes so, that readable. And and what, why someone would would stay subscribed even if they're not in the market, right? You'd stay. I mean, look, I'm doing this. I'm not in the market, but you know, I'm. I, I want to totally. see what Joe has to say each week. It, it's it, to me. Yeah, and it, it's, it's and, and and if you don't care what I have to say, you can unsubscribe. I really don't care. Yeah. Like you know, you you can make that decision. Like, I, when I say I don't care, what I mean by like that is. Like, I'm not forcing anyone to do anything. Like, sure. if you want to read what I have to say, read it. If you yeah. don't, like, don't. 
<laughs> you know, if it's you, out there, you, right? if but you, it's coming from you. It, so it's like, hey, this is what I'm about. So you're going to attract those that that what, what what's your about? Hey, I did have a question for you. Just as you've grown Exec Thread around, you know, what is the type of person that you've tried to, to bring on? Obviously, you bring you your experiences and who you are to the table, and this persistence you talked about, and this this drive and, and willingness sort of to not stop based on some things that that you've seen throughout your life. Oh, what are the type of people that you've brought into the organization that have been complementary pieces or that you've realized, oh, I need, I need that type of individual if I'm really to make a go of this. They're going to they're gonna really fill in the gap for me. Yeah, I mean, I just look for, um, uh, I look for hard workers who uh, are self-starters, who uh, crave autonomy, who are independent, uh, who collaborate when needed, uh, but don't need to be hand-fed or uh, or handheld to do anything. Um, you know, strong work ethic. Uh, people who like what they do and they do it well. And work is not their end-all, be-all. But you know, they're looking for a balance in their life, and they want to work hard when they are on working hours, and when they're not on working hours, they don't want to be bothered by work. Um, you know, and I'm looking for people that have tangible skills as well, um, you know, especially, uh, you know, in different areas of the business. So I'm not looking for uh, a bunch of strategists. I'm looking for a bunch of doers. Well, and it, 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 you described a little bit of that entrepreneurial spirit that, that exists out there, right? Those folks that are willing to, to come in, they, they're part of something that you've obviously have this in, in yourself and it's going to come through in, in your company and its culture. And, and that's what you're going to see and, and need folks to have that because it's not always going to be perfect. It's not always going to be rosy. It's not always going to be buttoned down, right? Uh-huh. Uh, when, when there's fires burning, uh, there has to be a reaction to that and, and to, to jump on that. So it sounds yeah. like that, that's, uh, that's what's out there. People that can are quick learners that can grasp what we're doing, what we need them to do, and then they just go do it well. That, it's just that simple. Yeah, yeah. All right. So, so here you said you, you've, you've come through some things and you mentioned earlier that you're in one of those moments now, what's going through. So what is on your brain right now? Like what is the, the, the next six months, 12 months, uh, direction for exec thread? Where, where do you see, um, is it expansion? Is it continuation? Just kind of walk me through what's next for you. Yeah. I mean, um, uh, I was, told early on by one of our investors that it's all about the network. It's all about the people in the network. Uh, the network is the greatest asset. And I've learned that, you know, very much so over the years. And, you know, so long as we're able to continue to grow uh, and scale this network like we have in recent years, um, then uh, there's a really exciting business here um, yeah. because there's different ways to engage that member base to activate that member base, to uh, service that member base, to please that member base, to uh, 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 re-engage that member base. Um, but it's all about you know uh, member growth and member engagement, and that's really what's most on on my mind. Um, some of that's in our direct control. Some of it's not. The part that's not in my direct control is maybe influenced by us, but not you know. Right. Uh, determined by us. Um, so, you know, I, I focus on making sure that member growth 
and member engagement stays strong and strong, respectively. Yeah. Uh, much easier said than done, especially when some things are, again, out of your control. Um, but, you know, as long as we can do that, you know, continue growing the network, network at the top of the funnel in a very strong way and continuing to engage uh, a large percentage of those members, um, then there's some really interesting times ahead for the company. Yeah. You know, but, but it's easier said than done to keep those two things going. No doubt, no doubt, and it is that persistence and, and hitting it every week. You know, you're in year eight. You're reaching or closing in on on a million. Was there a real inflection point for you during that journey that you can point back to and say, okay, this is what was a was a moment for us? Either a, a, was it a was it a member number or a, a, a number of years in that that really stands out to say, okay, you know, the, I, I had this thing was was a was a Gmail thing, and now it's gotten to be gotten to be so much more. Uh, anything that could, yeah, I, I I think there's been a couple of more than a few inflection points over the years, to be quite honest. Um, And to be quite honest, I I still feel like we're a little bit on shaky ground and a little bit on a quicksand. Uh, I don't feel like, you know, it's full steam ahead and the foundation is strong. I feel like at any point, you know, things can go south or go sideways, uh, mainly because I've seen that happen. Yeah. so I'm, I'm, uh, you know, I'd love to get it to the point where it's uh, full steam ahead and on on right. solid footing, um, but we're not there yet. Even though the growth is strong, um, we're, we've been a little bit of a turnaround, so maybe that influences kind of things as well. Um, you know, you, you remember back to the darker days, um, but um, but yeah, I mean. We're going through an inflection point right now, even though from the outside looking in, things look shiny, you know? <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's, as you said, you, you've got some track record to, co- to to fall back upon. And I would I would say based on your track record that uh, I, I put a bet on you that, that you'll make it through this one as well, uh, moving forward on it. Um, yeah. And the, the only other thing, the only yeah. other thing I would say is, and it kind of goes back to, you know, my writing style and the preambles I write in these weekly emails and, and uh, some of the things I've talked about on this call, like, I just don't think most entrepreneurs are transparent enough, you know, when they, when they talk out loud, you know, and give interviews and things like that, you know, I think the, I think the um, script is to, you know, stay on script and make sure everything, you know, make sure you say that everything's shiny and everything's going great (laughs) and, 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 and we're, you know, we're the next hot, you know, thing. I think it's okay to show vulnerability and it's okay to, you know, say that things aren't perfect and that, you know, there are challenges and there's pitfalls and there's, you know, and we're, and we're still going through them. Like it's life, you know? Absolutely. Uh, yeah. You know, so well, that's going to serve well, no matter what. Uh, another thing we talk with, you know, quite a bit about with, with the folks that do what I do and, and some of my peers is, is exactly that. Like it, it is not all going to be that there is no business that's growing in a straight line north it just doesn't happen that way there is going to be some inevitability of of hitting a ceiling and having to scramble and are you going to have the persistence to fight through when you hit that ceiling or is it going to send you sideways or as too is often the case as is often the case you actually go down when you hit that ceiling right there's so many you know the stats the the number of small businesses that don't make it because there are these ceilings and what are the tools that you have either from your own experiences or that you pull in that can help you fight through, right? That, that, that's where, where, where the rubber meets the road in any of this. Cause most often time it's not the idea that falters. It's the execution on the idea 
that falters and, and well, how do you bring the, that execution? The, it's, it's the persistent execution. Yeah, pers- well said, the persistent execution. Um, so before we go into our rapid fire questions, I just one look, look so we're targeting entrepreneurs. We want entrepreneurs to hear this, to, to learn from our guests. Um, favorite book or a piece of advice or something that if you were getting a chance to talk to a room of a hundred folks that have got an idea, they're in year one of their business year two, like what would you say to them? Or maybe you've had this opportunity. What have you said to folks that are sitting there going, okay, I, I, I got an idea. I want this to grow. I'm just not sure. Right. I'm hitting one of those moments. It's a pothole. Uh, I'm at a ceiling. <laughs> am I going to go backwards? Or am I going to fight through this thing? Anything that you would offer? Yeah. Up? Yeah, I mean, I guess two things. One is if they're at the idea stage and they haven't even, you know, gotten past the idea stage, I would just say, just do it. Just do it. Like, just yeah. stop talking about it and do it. Get it get it launched somehow. Um, and if they are, you know, uh, a year or more in and they're struggling and, cha- you know, facing challenges, I would say, you know, my favorite quote, quote which is luck is the residue of hard work. You know, yeah. uh, luck is not going to happen magically. So That's great. That's great. Okay, rapid fire questions. They have nothing to do with business. So you ready? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Favorite sports team? Uh, Mets, unfortunately. <laughs> Tough start to the year for the Mets. Could come yeah. around. Okay. Yes. Last meal. What would you eat for your last meal? What's the what's the food of choice or the meal of choice? Wow. Uh, I don't know. Lobster. Okay. Dream <laughs> vacation spot. Um, uh, I'd like to, uh, there's a lot of places I haven't been that I want to go, to be quite honest. Uh, right now I feel like I just need a beach in the middle of nowhere, but that's not going (laughs) to happen anytime soon. Um, but you know, I, I'd love to just kind of backpack again, you know, throughout Europe and just see, you know. Every you know a lot of different countries throughout yeah. Europe. That's awesome. That's awesome. Instead of the big, instead of the big cities in Europe. Yeah. Favorite movie or TV show, and why is that your favorite movie or TV show? Well, if you ask my wife, she will say Gladiator, since it seems like I watch it every once a once <laughs> once, once, on. a, once a month. It's always on, and, always and I and, on. And, and I always kind of still watch it. But uh, yeah, I mean, I, I don't. Um, Bronx Tale is a favorite one of mine. Um, nice. You know, a good good quote from the Bronx Tale is uh, the father telling the son, you know, the worst thing in life is wasted talent. Um, so it's a pretty good, uh, pretty good saying. We're on the same wavelength. My last question was favorite quote you want to share. Sounds like one from the Bronx Tale is, is the right quote to share. So fantastic, yeah. fantastic. Yeah, wasted talent is a is a is a is not good. Awesome. Awesome. Well, Joe, hey, thank you so much for your time and sharing your story. It was great having you on. Uh, really appreciate it. And, uh, and uh, carving out some of your day with a lot going on in your world uh, to, to speak with us and uh, really do appreciate all the time. Yeah. Thanks for reaching out and thanks for making yourself available and inviting me to do this. Awesome. Joe, best of luck to you. Talk to you soon. Thanks. Thank you for listening to the Grow Your Damn Business podcast. If you found this conversation valuable, subscribe to our YouTube channel and find us on your favorite podcast platform. We will see you next week on the Grow Your Damn Business Podcast.